and welcome to the Peak State Fit Experience podcast recorded from the Peak State Fit Performance Center located in Salt Lake City, Utah. You are listening to our fourth episode. The first season of the podcast will follow the modules and nail your first Ironman course, which is now available for $189. The course has 35 lessons and covering over four pillars of the Ironman, swim, bike, run, and nutrition, plus tips from my 34 years of racing um, and 20 years of coaching experience. Peak State Fit has placed an importance on education since our inception, and our business mission is to share knowledge and empower others through education. Last week, we talked about choosing a coach or using a training plan. And we talked with I at a coaches roundtable featuring Tracy Campbell, Sybil Govan, and Pat Casey, who are all Peak State Fit coaches. You can head back over to Spotify or YouTube to catch that episode and any others that you may have missed. Please hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating while you're there. So today, we have episode number four. Our, our title of today's show is Choosing a Goal for Your First Ironman. And I have a very special guest, Jen Rulon, who's here with us. Jen has been a triathlon coach for 22 years, and she's the owner of jenrulon.com. She received her master's degree in kinesiology with an emphasis in exercise science. Jen is an accomplished author and speaker of national publications, ranging from Triathlete Magazine, Runner's World, she's been on the TEDx stage, Men's Journal Online, the New York Times, and most recently, she was the commencement speaker at the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater, which is her alma mater. Jen's book is about how she's lived with passion, grit, and heart. It's called Self-Motivation Strategies for Women, and it's linked in our show notes so that you can check it out on Amazon. So the reason I asked Jen to be on today's show about setting goals is that she practices what she preaches. She became inspired by watching the Ironman World Championships on NBC TV, um, that beautiful, spectacular showcase of Hawaii in the championships. And she became so inspired by watching that, that she knew with that spark of inspiration, she was setting it as her goal to one day be there on that world stage in Kona. She accomplished that goal on October 14th, 2017, happens to be the day that I accomplished the goal too, and see so much more in life. So now let's hear from our guest, Jen Rulon. Thank you, you for being thanks, here. Heather. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for being here. Me. If there's anything I left out of your intro, please, Feel free to add, but I know that um, I'm just so glad that you're here and you're feeling better. You've been a little under the weather after traveling back up north where it's cold. <laughs> yes, extremely cold. Uh, I think I actually left uh, on the right time. I left on the 19th of December, and I think that's when everybody got slammed with cancellations and cold weather, and so I'm back. But I think going from really cold to what I'm not used to, to extremely hot in Costa Rica. Um, yeah, it took a toll for me on my, on my head. <laughs> yeah. And you've been living the island life being in Costa Rica. Was it, did you have to um, like really just completely switch gears to think about going to deliver this commencement speech? Um, no, not 
not really because, you know, the commencement speech was more about truly how I've been living my life over the last three years and really digging deep because I had to, because I technically retired from the Ironman space as an athlete in 2019. And I knew that um, at Ironman Florida when I, when I crossed that finish line and I found out um, what, what I accomplished, I knew I was done. So I knew I was going on this journey. And so when I was heading back for the commencement speech, I knew exactly what I wanted to talk to those kids about was just teaching them to um, don't listen to society because Mm society is going to tell you what you should and shouldn't do. And, you know, get married, have babies, get a job, retire, like, oh my God, that sounds terrible. You know? (laughs) So I, you know, like, So I really came, uh, I went into that commencement speech saying, you know, like, hey, this is my life that I live because at 17 years old, when I saw the Ironman World Championship uh, with Dave Scott and Mark Allen, that 1989 showdown, I knew I wanted to do that, but I hated running, Heather. I hated running. I was bad at running. Oh my God, girl, no. I hated running. And everybody's like, what? I was like, oh, yeah, I was like the last person on the mile test. You know, like I hated running. So going back to Whitewater, Wisconsin, where I grew up, really brought back a whole bunch of nostalgic um, emotions because from my house to Fremont Street was a mile. And so I knew I had to run like in my head. I, I put my Nike Air Pegasus on. And I ran to that Fremont Street and I ran back. That's yeah. how I started. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. So now take us back. Um, we're, you know, we're going to dive into our goals questions here. And take yeah. us back to some, maybe some of the first goals that you set for yourself when you were training for your very first Ironman. Oh, and what was that okay. first Ironman? It was Ironman Wisconsin 2002. So it was, uh, it was the very first year they did Ironman Wisconsin. Wow. And it's such yeah. an iconic one. It's an iconic one. Yeah. So I did that. And I, I, my goal at that point was just to finish, right? Because I had no idea what to expect. I had no idea. I just wanted to enjoy 140.6 miles because it's like, I always tell my athletes this, especially if it's their first one. It's Mm -hmm. like your first date. It's like your first, um, I don't know, your first triathlon ever. Even whether it's a sprint or an Olympic, right? Mm -hmm. It's your first Ironman. And like, I want you to consume it all. I want you to consume the energy. And honestly, like, that's what I did for Ironman Hawaii. Like, it was my first Ironman Hawaii as an athlete. Not as as a participant, not working there, or not as a uh, as a spectator. It was my first doing, you know. So I consumed everything, you know. And so for my first race at Ironman, um, sorry, Wisconsin, it was uh, to consume, to just enjoy the experience of it all. Yeah. I, that's so cute that you said, like, it's sort of like a first date. You can never go back and have that first date again. I've never heard anybody say that, Jen. And it's fabulous because, you know, it's a little, it's a truth that as a coach, sometimes 
it's hard even to share that truth with athletes because um, I, people ask me what my favorite Ironman was. And in a lot of ways, even though Kona was, seems like the obvious choice, um, my first was Ironman Canada and it was magical. It was, Mm -hmm. it was the first date. It was the magic. It was, it was everything. And I was Cinderella, you know, and you can't ever get that back. (laughs) You can't get that back. It's the first kiss. It's the first touch. Like it's, we all, that's what we crave, you know? And so I always want to tell people if it's your first one, oh, just embrace it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so perfect. And then once, so um, with the podcast, you know, we are following the course, Nail Your First Ironman. And so we're not just talking about race day. We're truly talking about this entire journey. And so how do you set different types of goals for the year? Mm. I mean, do, um, you, do you, or in, in recommending this for your athletes, yeah, to dive back into that beginner's mindset for yourself. Yeah. I think, I think back in when I first started, I think I looked at the big picture of it all and I flipped out, right? Um, because I would see like some of my workouts that I'd have to do. I'd be like, what? I have to do six hours on the bike, but I'm only riding two hours. Like, no, like that's just what, you know? So I think now if I could have told my beginner self, I would say, "Uh uh-uh, don't look at the next three to six months, right? I need you to look at this week. This is where you're at this week. Like, Mm -hmm. and, and as coaches, you have to trust us, right? We've done the math. We've done the time. We've done it all. And you just have to trust us, trust the process, Mm -hmm. right? So just look at each week, each week, each week, and set yourself a goal in that week. You know, like I have athletes saying, I want to have hashtag green week. Yes. On training peaks, you know what that is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and we all strive for green week. I haven't had green week in I don't know how many years <laughs> now, you know? But, um, but yeah, I think having a green week is a goal. Like that's just a week. Maybe you want a green month, you know, something like that. So don't look at the big picture, dumb it down and go week by week. Right. Because you can get way ahead of yourself and just start to feel so overwhelmed. If you think about the volume that's at the end of your training plan, rather than what you have to focus on right now. Um, Yeah. the, The consistency portion is so important. Um, and I think that if athletes have something that's their limiter for you, you said that you weren't, you know, a born natural runner. That was my same thing as I was not a runner, but I was a swimmer, which is flopped for most people. Because I would sure. say if you, if you took a poll of most Ironman athletes, swimming is the limiter for most people. But I, I think that sometimes athletes get stuck in this mindset uh, in the beginning, uh, beginner's mindset not so much for advanced athletes of if something is their limiter, they try, they sometimes avoid doing it and the avoidance that you're not going to get better with avoidance. So, you know, going to the pool and either cheating the swim by using 
a tool you shouldn't be using, like a pool buoy oh when you're not God, supposed Heather. to be using yes. a pool buoy or fins. <laughs> you know, just yes. communicate you cannot, with your coach. <laughs> yeah. You cannot, I always tell this to my athletes, you cannot win an Ironman in a swim, but you sure can lose an Ironman in a swim. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, especially looking if that's your in, weakest. Yeah. And with any habit, anything you're taking on that's new, what you suggested of looking at those small chunks rather than being overwhelmed by the big picture is, yeah. is just yeah. going to, you'll be able to wrap your brain around it so much better. Mm -hmm. And actually that was the perfect segue into our next question of um, how can setting goals help you tackle your fears to gain confidence? I think you have to address your goals first, right? Because people avoid those. Mm -hmm. They avoid the fear because they don't want to deal with it, right? So if swimming is your worst, you're always going to avoid it. You're, avoid, you're avoiding going to the pool. You're going to avoid to do this. So I think addressing wh what is your fear, like what is your fear? But why, like, let's say for swimming is a great example. Why are you scared of swimming? Mm -hmm. What What is that fear? Are you fear of drowning? Are you fear of not finishing? What is that fear? Like figure out the fear first, right? Once you've addressed that, then you're like, okay, well, my Ironman or my, my race is going to be at a lake. You know, I have to go swim ocean, open water, you know. Once a, once a week, once the, whatever, wherever you're at, you know, that type yeah. of thing. Um, so I think giving yourself weekly goals about addressing the fear of whatever, and then tackling that mentally, but then mm -hmm. actually going and doing the activity, you know, just yeah. say, Hey, I'm, you know, coach has got me down for four swims. I know I can knock out three. So mm -hmm. I'm doing, you know, I'm what, 75% there, you know? Um, yeah. Or I say, you know what? This whole month, I'm going to knock out those four swims. That's my goal. Like just tackle yeah. the month. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then be able to check that box and have a, a win for yourself. Yeah. And if, and if you win, maybe you say, all right, I'm going to grab a new swimsuit or I'm going to grab new goggles or, um, you know, I mean, we triathletes love stuff like that, right? Um, mm -hmm. Maybe reinforce yourself. Like maybe you take yourself out, you know, you and your partner out and you celebrate your win of swimming. I had an athlete that just hated swimming, hated it. And um, I was like, you have to find a way to learn how to swim and get out of your head. And she, she, she struggled drastically. Yeah. I think we've probably all had those. Yeah. Tell oh, me yeah. when you were training for your first Ironman, what, what were some of your fears? I mean, did you fear that what was it running? Did you fear that you couldn't finish the marathon or what were some of your fears? No, I, no, because I did, a, I did, I was that girl that did a marathon before an Ironman. And yeah. I, I talk about that. I don't think that's necessary. Um, so I knew I could run. I think, I think my fear was 
gosh darn it. I knew I'd finish. I think the You're just so stinking badass you weren't scared. <laughs> no, no. I think my fear was just about like bonking and nutrition. Like 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 it didn't I didn't understand bonking, right? Mm -hmm. I, I guess I understood it in the marathon pace in the marathon world, but I never like I never realized that, you know, if you didn't take your nutrition in on the bike, that can totally affect you for the run, you know, like, and so like, I would, like I had, a, you know, in my nutrition packet, like I had, I had like a, what do you call it? A, I was a mad scientist, you know, like, <laughs> did, you know, you just don't know. And so I think it was the nutrition and then, um, yeah, I, it's weird. I think it's been so long. I don't. Yeah, I don't. You know. Yeah, I th and then I think as I. Yeah, that's a legitimate uh, one because I mean I you know and that's one of the things also that we teach in the course is eighty five percent of DNFs and Ironman are from GI distress, and yes, so that's just a legitimate say, fear. Yes, <laughs> I was just gonna say, and still after my fifteenth Ironman. I still would stress about GI stuff. Yeah, it is a very tricky beast, and um, it is nutrition definitely deserves a lot of a lot of respect, and even a, a little bit of uh, respectful fear is good. Yes. you know, just to mm -hmm. you know, fear is um, is definitely a motivator. Um, I think and for some people, you know, the, the fear of, of disappointment, of not finishing. Um, yeah. I knew in my first Ironman, if I got off the bike, I would finish because I would do anything I could to finish the marathon. Oh, sure. Oh, right. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Even the yeah. fear of getting like a flat tire. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. uh, in 2018 at Ironman Florida, when they moved it to Haines City, within 30 seconds... I got a flat tire. It took me 25 minutes to change the tire because oh. I just, I don't practice. I never practice. I was yeah. so tempted to turn back around. I'm like, it's quick. It will be easier for me to walk to transition than to fix this, to, and yeah. then to turn in my chip, but I couldn't do it. Yeah. That is something. And you know, you learned, and I, I will hold my hand up too and say that because my husband is so good at such thing as changing a flat tire that if we're together, it's something he always did for me, but it is definitely something that should be practiced on your own. And I've never done this myself, but I have heard of coaches who are very much from the tough love boat that will be out on a training ride with um, athletes and puncture the tire, like with a oh. pin or just let, let all the air out and say, okay, here we are. Now's your time to practice. And I think that, I, I mean, like I said, I couldn't ever bring myself to do that because I, <laughs> it's, right. I just couldn't, but I think it's important to practice those types mm -hmm. of things that bring you fear, whether it's swimming, but yeah. that is one. So the nutrition thing you can somewhat control with practice the flat tire, yes. you can definitely practice. And there's practice. no reason that people shouldn't practice that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So true. So yeah. true. 
fortunately now with sealant um, being, you know, and tubeless tires, it's not as big of a deal as when we started, True. but um, definitely one of those things that people think about. Yes. So when you started racing and, um, you know, obviously the goal was to finish and to embrace it and have all that joy. Mm -hmm. But then as you became more competitive and had more experience, how, how did your goals change that I, did you then begin to set specific goals for each discipline or for placing a certain space in your age group? Um, I think, so I did, I did four Ironmans, took an eight year sabbatical and then did 11 Ironmans within like six years. Um, yeah. um, because I think what happened was in, after my second Ironman at Ironman Brazil, I actually was like the our I was in that 30 to 34 age group. Oh, so young. Um, <laughs> and, and then, um, it kept rolling down and the woman that got eighth place got the spot to Hawaii and wow. I was ninth and, um, we were 90 seconds off from each other. Wow. Or 80, it was like 87 seconds. It was crazy. Yeah. And yeah. so I think that fuel my fire a little bit because I was realizing, oh, I I am there. But then after um, after like the eight years, of, like I, I had to take a break. Like after four years, I was like, or after four Ironmans, I was just exhausted. I was really um, tired. So I shouldn't say tired. I focused on my career more than anything. To you be went honest, back to school during that time period too to get your master's, right? I, uh, I did. Yep. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so I was working, um, at my first, my dream job, I was working at SeaWorld for years. And at that time I was working with killer whales. And so for me to go out and train for six hours on my bike and then come in and train with animals, like I couldn't be tired. Like I mm -hmm. couldn't be like yeah. walking in exhausted. Right. I just couldn't do that. So yeah. I, that break, went back to school. Yep. Did all that. And then even at one point when I was at school, I was like, Oh, I'm going to do, I'm going to do Ironman 70.3 Galveston. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're going to sit for the next three hours reading about human anatomy. Not, you don't, you know, like, mm -hmm. so that was, and so then when I went back, when I went to Hawaii in 2000, Oh my God, when did we go? My ex qualified in 2000 and I don't even remember when, but we went to Hawaii when he qualified. I was like, oh my God, this is why I'm here. Right. Yeah. This, oh yeah. This is, this is the reason. So then I started, sorry, this is long, long winded, but um, long story short, um, when I came back around after, uh, after my eight year sabbatical, then I started getting I started doing, I started racing Ironmans and not just doing them to finish them. Mm -hmm. long, Did long you long have um, reusing a coach front at that first stage and at this more competitive stage? I had, yeah. So I, I had one coach that got me through my first Ironman. I used Brandon Marsh that got me through the last, through three of them. Then 
I stepped away, found CrossFit, drank the Kool-Aid, tried to do CrossFit and Ironman triathlon training. I worked with a coach there that did sort of focused on that. But then I realized, eh, no, I can't be putting on muscle mass right yeah. now to qual- try to qualify for Kona. So I went b- back to Brandon Marsh and Brandon and I, like when I qualified at Ironman uh, Montreblanc in Canada, he's like, I think you just qualified. He goes, I think I'm shedding a tear. I'm like, what? Brandon with no emotions, you know? Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah I did have a coach. I did have a coach 100% the whole, the whole journey, the uh-huh. whole Ironman journey. And yeah. I'm a coach too, but I needed a right? coach. Of course. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Well, I want to go back and spend an entire show just talking about you working at SeaWorld, but I guess we don't have time for that. (laughs) Right. Right. So I am an animal lover and you are 100%. I mean, like you can't work with killer whales that are, you know, dangerous animals when you're have no energy left for yourself. And they definitely, it's like, I mean, that animal. Yeah. Um, gosh, what an exciting time. You can tell I want to talk about it. <laughs> well, I, you know, and that's just it. I left, I left in 2009 of mm-hmm. September and in, um, February is when, uh, the woman passed in Florida. Oh so, yeah. Like, my timing was, my timing was impeccable to be honest with right. you. Right. So what an opportunity. Yeah. I, um, worked not not even trying to compare at all by the way but when my children were very small and I was living in Florida the Gulf Breeze Zoo was close by and I worked as an educator just you know showing people the animals like the the hawks and the monkeys and I actually had one experience I wanted to tell this little story because I animals can be so dangerous but I was standing next to the cage with the monkeys telling the guests about the spider monkeys and one grabbed my hair through the cage and wouldn't let go. And I'm like trying to be all cool about it. They can see of course. And I'm like, Oh, it's fine. <laughs> Not exactly yeah. a killer whale, but yeah. Well, and that's just it. Like, yeah, you could, I could not go in there tired. Yeah. As you know, for my week. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a whole other story in itself. What a, I know. And you, ha- you have a lot of great stories. What a, a diversified life and you know, you. now living in Costa Rica um, and just doing your podcast interview in your bathing suit, you know? I know. Right. <laughs> and it, it's funny because like people are like, well, what's, what's next? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And you know, and I don't need, I don't need to know. And I, I need to, be really calm about that. You know, like I just want to look good in a bikini. I mean, I jokingly say that, but, um, but I just, I do, I, I want to, I want to work out when I want to work out, you know, I want to, I want to do strength training. I want to go for a walk on the beach. I, I don't need, I want to go swim when I want to go swim. And I've been having so much fun just throwing on my swim cap, throwing on my goggles, going out, swimming into town. And then I run back. Oh my God. Oh my it's gosh. like the best little workout ever. Okay. I'm going to have to book when a you come flight to visit. and do that with you. <laughs> right. <laughs> that sounds glorious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So my last question, we could say, yes. we could casually chat all day. What are your top three tips for a first time Ironman or Ironman athlete just in that training phase? I saw that question. Um, 
give gratitude every morning and every night that you you get to do you get to race you get to do an ironman you get to train you get to work with these amazing coaches right yeah that's pretty special like that we have the opportunity to do this you have the mm-hmm. opportunity so i'd say give yourself uh you know say gratitude every every day and every night or um If you miss a workout, don't try to make it up. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think the biggest thing that I see is that if people missed a workout, all of a sudden all their workouts are at the end or at the, you know, and I'm like, yeah, that doesn't really help, you know? So if you miss a workout, let it go and then move on. Right. Yeah. Don't make it up. And then number three, gratitude. Listen to your coach. Okay, you're right. (laughs) Because we've done the work, Mm y'all. Like you Mm -hmm. hired us for a reason. Yeah. And we're going to give you some tough love and it's going to suck. And, you know, but we're also going to give you grace. We're going to understand that, you know, like the holidays are the worst, right? Because everybody's like, oh, my God, I've fallen off the the bandwagon. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It's the holidays. Everybody does, right? And everybody needs that break. Um, But, yeah, I'd say say gratitude. Um, If you miss a workout, you know, don't make it up. And then listen to your coach. Yeah. Awesome. All good stuff. Yeah, people don't realize that, you know, with the holidays – if you've taken a week off, maybe you've taken more than a week off, um, your mm-hmm. body is going to be okay. And it is going yes. to snap back and remember where you were. And it might take a week to feel, you know, as strong right. again, but you will, you will. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, be, and I, and can I ask at a bonus, be sure. honest with your coach, like yes, be honest. Please. If you, if you add an extra workout, if you miss something, don't don't put it put it in that saying that you did that. Because if we see Green Week and we think, oh my God, they're doing amazing, and all of a sudden you come to your event and you fail at the swim, then you're like, this isn't adding up. Like yeah. you have to you have to be honest with us, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny. So many times I've owned, this is only the fourth episode, but every time yeah. I think about, you know, my 20 years of coaching and, and individual athletes will pop into my mind and I'm like, well, I could tell a story anonymously and like, well, I don't know if I actually could because, but there are, right. like, I'm thinking right now, um, of, you know, um, swim workouts where if an athlete would just come to me and say, I'm struggling in the swim, Maybe can we make some adjustments to my workouts Yes. rather than them wearing fins when they're not saying that they're wearing fins or just saying they did the workout when they actually didn't do the workout. Um, I'm like, that. that's like cheating in school. You're only cheating yourself. Um, yes. We are here to be the best supporter you have on this Ironman journey. Just be honest. Right. So true. Yeah. 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 Um, so many good lessons. I, um, I definitely want to come see you in Costa Rica. 
I hope Please you choose do. to hang out there for a while. Um, well, I'm, I'm, really- I'm trying to figure out some trying to figure out some opportunities down here for athletes or or I shouldn't say athletes, but people who are fit that want to come and explore Costa Rica um, through fitness. Yeah. Uh, We'll see. And I love that. And you're the perfect person to deliver that kind of program. Thank you. Um, you know, you just turned 51. Happy birthday. I did. Thank and you. I turned 51 in about two weeks. We're, <gasps> you know, we're, yeah, we're super close with those birthdays. We are. And, and, you know, we, you know, this is a little bit off topic of setting goals for Ironman, but setting goals for life. I mean, you and I both, we accomplished our dream goal with triathlon yeah. of doing Ironman in Hawaii, the world championships. And then that was also my last race. I haven't raced since then, but I realized, so I, I'm now post-menopause and my, my body's changing. I'm getting older. I have aches and pains that I didn't used to have. And I realized that for me, Ironman didn't fit in that equation anymore. And I really wanted to honor my body with more time in the gym, more time that was a little bit better for my parasympathetic nervous system and just staying, you know, a little on the chill spectrum of things. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's nice that I can wake up and not have to go and feel like I have to work out right now. Like, yeah, I mean, I I think um, I was, I was menopausal going into Kona or I was, I was too. And I didn't know it. Yep. I, yeah. I thought, I thought my hot flashes were just like, Oh, I'm training. No, it's training. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. gosh. That here's, there's a, we will. That's come another topic, do, girl. We will do an entire show on that after this season, because I, it's the one thing that I have so many women that mm-hmm. if I ever post on Instagram about hormone health or about women's health, people immediately respond privately and say, please do more of this. Because yeah. it's so unspoken. Um, and so we will. We will for okay. sure. Sounds but thank good. you for today. Um, yes, you thanks are, for having me. You're, you're just a, a wealth of knowledge about Ironman. And I thank truly you. respect um, and admire everything you're doing in your life right now to live authentically and with joy. Thank you. So I'm going to stop our recording. Been, yeah. Okay. No, it's good. You, you go ahead. You go ahead. Were you finishing up? Oh, I was just going to say it's been an incredible journey, but um, it's been an incredible journey and I'm glad I took the chance. Yeah, I'm glad you did too. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us. Um, We're on Spotify and YouTube. Make sure you hit the subscribe and give us a five-star review. We'll be back next week with episode five. (laughs) 